Philip Gus, uh, welcome to Radio Canada International. Thank you. Now, um, the IISD has issued uh, a report on uh, removing subsidies for uh, fossil fuels uh, subsidies uh, in in various countries. Can you just walk me through what do we mean by fossil fuel subsidies? Sure. There's a few different ways that, or there are a few different measures that are considered subsidies. It could be as simple as uh, money that is provided to a private industry, you know, grants or uh, research investment. It also comes uh, very commonly and most commonly in Canada in terms of tax breaks or, or tax credits that the fossil fuel industry would receive that, say, for example, other industries don't receive. So if a we would call it a fossil fuel subsidy if the fossil fuel industry is getting benefits or tax breaks that other industry sectors don't receive within the economy. Mm. Uh, th- this report details, um, you know, uh, the experience of several countries in either removing or reducing the subsidies. Why is this important? Well, there's a couple of reasons why fossil fuel subsidy reform um, is important. We know from the the international climate change agreements that uh, it's important to reduce emissions, uh, greenhouse gas emissions. And so if we are spending more money to burn more fuels, ultimately that increases the level of emissions and that has negative environmental impacts. But fossil fuel subsidy reform is also very important because you want a level playing field. So if fossil fuels uh, are getting subsidized, that means that it's more difficult to increase renewable energy because renewable energy technology doesn't have that same benefit. ISD also feels that a lot of the money that is spent in supporting fossil fuels could have a better benefit for the public if it was spent in education or healthcare or other areas where the in, the entire economy, the entire country benefits, rather than than focusing on subsidizing fossil fuels specifically. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about. Um, I mean, the goal of this report is to, uh, I guess, uh, signal to the G20 countries that are gathering in Buenos Aires. Uh, um, very soon, uh, the need to uh, reform their policies. Uh, let's talk about uh, Canada's case. What has been Canada's uh, uh, track record on fossil fuel um, subsidies and um, uh, the fossil fuel industry issue? Sure. Canada's had a commitment for about a decade through the G20 to reform what they call inefficient uh, fossil fuel subsidies. So a subsidy that isn't necessarily working well or is wasteful, they've committed to reform. There's been some progress on that that we highlight in the report. Uh, Canada, for example, has uh, reformed some of the tax breaks that the fossil fuel industry receives to, to lower those to, to be similar to other areas of the economy. And, uh, and, and other countries have, have done so as well. So there's been some progress. We, we've estimated over the past several years roughly $260 million worth of reforms. Uh, so that's very beneficial, but there are still uh, a number of subsidies still in place. And so what we're encouraging is to, to continue to tackle the subsidies that, that haven't been addressed. And, uh, and the G20 has made uh, the G20 and the, the, the uh, a lot of these countries have made these commitments. And so it's what we're trying to do is 
to remind the countries they still have these commitments and that while there's been some good progress, there's still a lot more work to do. Can you give me a couple of examples of uh, the subsidies for the Canadian fossil fuels uh, industry? Sure. So there's a couple that, that, that have specific titles. One is called uh, uh, Canadian Exploration Expense. And so basically this is a tax break where fossil fuel companies are... are uh, they explore for oil or gas, and uh, they're allowed to take a tax reduction on, on those costs. And so part of what uh, the reforms that have occurred is that uh, the government has made a reform to reduce that tax deduction rate from 100% down to 30%. And so it's really about allowing companies to write off a lot of their expenses or receive a tax break from those expenses and the reform is in lowering or eliminating those tax breaks. So in the past, these expenses would have had it would have had a complete 100% reduction, 100% deduction. Now that's only 30%. So 70% of that is is now taxable. That's that's one example. Uh, you know, another uh, example could be um, is, uh, for example, companies receiving free credits under emissions trading. In, uh, in various jurisdictions. So if there's a emissions trading system and a company receives a free allowance rather than having to pay for their emissions reductions, that would also be considered a subsidy. Hmm. Now, uh, the Canadian oil industry in particular has been uh, com- you know, complaining over the, the last uh, several months uh, and a couple of years actually uh, of being in in a very bad state, uh, uh, wh- what do you say to people that you know would argue that removing subsidies uh, would just uh, drive the you know the death nail through uh, the industry that is already struggling and uh, is crucial for the employment of thousands and thousands of Canadians? Well. There's a couple of aspects to this. The first is if an industry is struggling and it, it needs increasing levels of public funding over time uh, to just to stay solvent, then that, that's a bigger issue. And if those subsidies are the only thing keeping those businesses, uh, businesses in operation, then, then basically it's only because of the government money that's being invested in them as to why, that, why they're solvent. So we have to have a long, hard look to if that's the case. So are these companies benefiting from these subsidies, or are subsidies basically the only thing keeping industry going? If it is, then it's likely those subsidies will only have to increase over time, and then it comes down to every single Canadian taxpayer to see their taxpaying dollars going to support a particular industry. On the other hand, uh, where we talk about subsidies, we don't necessarily talk about removal. We talk about reform. And so for us, if we're moving to uh, a world where we have to shift to lower carbon, to lower emissions, to renewable energy, we would prefer to see subsidies and supports for renewable energy as well as using those public funds rather than supporting individual companies. Let's focus on the workers that are undergoing transition. You know, we know that there are issues with, with job losses in Alberta and, and elsewhere, and we saw this just this past week, for example, in Oshawa, in Ontario, where uh, General Motors has said they want to focus on electric vehicles, so they're going to close uh, a plant that per- that builds traditional uh, gasoline and diesel fuel vehicles. We need to use the limited public funds available to assist those workers, to invest in social safety nets, 
to help them find new work in industries that will be more sustaining and ultimately not need the sort of government subsidies and government handouts that uh, that currently make up a lot of fossil fuel subsidies. So it's very, very critical that when we reform these subsidies that we take some of the savings we've got and invest that in ensuring that workers are protected as uh, as industries transition. So what do you hope uh, the the federal government and uh, the industry will uh, will do with, with, with this report? What's, what are the, the lessons that you want them to draw from this? First and foremost, I would like to see a, a focus on workers, uh, the workers that are most affected. We uh, have, a, the Government of Canada has announced a Just Transition Task Force on coal workers and coal communities. I think that's a very good first step. This task force has been meeting with uh, local communities that will be affected by the coal phase-out in Canada, understanding their challenges, investing in infrastructure and investing in programs that will assist the communities rather than just investing in, in fossil fuel subsidies directly. I think that's very, very important. We will see environmental benefits from fossil fuel subsidy reform because it'll be easier for renewables to enter the market, and uh, and it'll also properly reflect the cost of energy. If a government subsidizes an energy source, it effectively makes it cheaper, and so people are more likely to waste it. So if those subsidies are removed, we're more likely to get two pr- true prices. So to me, it comes down to a focus on the workers, first and foremost, and, uh, and recognizing the, envi- the environmental benefits and the renewable energy benefits that can be achieved from reform. Thank you very much. I really appreciate you taking the time to speak with me. Absolutely. I'm very happy to do that.